You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode number 86. So today's guest is someone that I've had the pleasure of walking alongside through our mastermind that we're both a part of this year. She is a never-ending source of positivity and inspiration and really knows how to run a seven-figure business with ease, even though she would probably say, Julie, you are crazy, which is why I'm so excited to share her interview with you guys today. Ali Casaza is a mom of four and a fellow lady podcaster who truly leads by example. Through her insanely popular website, her amazing online courses, and her wildly popular podcast, she teaches women how to simplify motherhood and live a more meaningful for life. As an influencer, her brand is quite literally her lifestyle. On today's show, Allie reveals how she intentionally created the viral article that exploded her email list. And I'm telling you guys, she literally walks us through exactly how to go viral. It's amazing. This also got her temporarily locked out of her email platform convert kit because that's how much her email list exploded at once. We also discuss how she created a business that allows her to work just 15 hours a week. And it is a seven figure business, guys why she keeps her price points low, and how she overcame major money blocks and limiting beliefs in order to create a joy-filled business in life. This interview is full of tweet-worthy quotes, feel-good advice, and so much more, so let's get into it. Before we dive in today, I want to give a shout-out to one of our reviewers this week, and that is... This podcast will make you money by Sam No Joe. And Sam No Joe says, I didn't expect to love this podcast as much as I do, to be honest. I didn't expect to get content that shared so much value. Instead, I've been really surprised by everything Julie shares on her podcast. This is the stuff that someone would hire someone to tell them, and we're listening to it for free. I implemented Julie's tips and landed a brand deal with a $200 million company with only 1,400 followers. Yes, 1,400. I even used her techniques to negotiate a better deal. What does that with such a huge company and 1,400 followers? I'm sorry. She said, who does that with such a huge company and only 1,400 followers? I do. Julie's info is certainly invaluable, and this is a must-listen podcast. Okay, first off, Sam Nojo, congrats to you for, like, killing it and stepping into it and saying, you know what? Even though I have only 1,400 followers, I'm going to just do this thing and see if it works. I'm telling you guys, engagement comes from action, not thought, and the fact that you took the action is, like, major kudos over here. I'm clapping for you. The second thing, thank you so much for that just really honest review. I love that you just shared, honestly, that you didn't expect to get as much great value as you're getting out of it. And you keep coming in every single week, diving into the content and not only learning so much, but growing your business and making money off of it too. That's incredible. So thank you so much for that. And for anyone else, if you want more tips on how to do this for yourself, you know that I have a free webinar over at at pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar that teaches you a ton of stuff specifically with negotiating deals and pitch strategies. So definitely check that out if you haven't. And then of course, you know where to find us here each week for all the good free goodness. So thank you so much, Sam, for that. I love that it's been helping you. Now, if you are someone who has not left a review yet, please head over to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes, subscribe to us over there and leave a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. I would also love it if you could screenshot this episode today on your phone and then tag me over on your Instagram story at Jules Solomon, tag our guest, 
at Allie underscore that's me and hashtag the influencer podcast because we love to dive into these episodes with each of you after they air. We want to hear what your feedback was, what your aha moments were, things that came up for you that you can't wait to explore. We do all of that over on the Instagram story. So make sure to tag us over there so we can have those conversations on the DMs and we can get down to some goodness of engaging and connecting over there too. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, Allie. It's so great to have you with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. This is awesome. Yes. Um, I'm so excited. So for those listening, um, if you don't know Allie, she's going to share a little bit about who she is in her journey in a moment. But um, I wanted to uh, mention that Allie and I got to really know each other really well over the last year because we have been part of a mastermind together. And it's been amazing for both of us just to kind of walk alongside each other and see the growth that we've had and a lot of the ups and downs and the navigating um, that this wild uh, space of entrepreneurship can be. So I'm so excited to dive into that and to share some of it. Allie has a tremendous story. And um, Allie, do you want to just kind of start us off and let us know um, how your business kind of came about? Obviously, your mom, and, and you'll share a lot of that, but um, where kind of that purpose um, stemmed from? Sure. So I was um, just a stay-at-home mom before. Um, my husband worked for a really large company, um, and he did like electrical stuff and um, technician installing things like that. And so I that was just where I was at, and I was fine with that. Um, but I had a hobby blog on the side and I loved doing that. I loved to write. And so I just kind of was pouring in any extra minutes after the kids went to bed and stuff like that over there. Um, but we had always struggled really hard financially and, um, I didn't grow up that way. My parents actually were pretty well off. And so when I got married and Brian and I met in like junior high school, so we got married pretty much right out of high school and we just you know, had the young marriage struggle. And so we were kind of just barely making ends meet. And that was really hard. And it was, it got really dramatic. Like when we moved to the Midwest for his job, because they had basically been dishonest about the pay. And we got there and it was like, it was supposed to be this better life because we, you know, we're from Southern California. So it's really, really expensive here. We're back here now and we love it, but we moved to the Midwest so that it would be better. And it just was a total sham. They lied about everything. And we got there and we moved our whole family away from everyone we know and love for that life. And it just got worse. And so long story short, I had just kind of been toying with this idea of turning my blog into a business. And I just got tired of doing nothing about this problem in our lives. Um, and so I started to research. I launched a book that totally flopped, a self-published ebook. Um, and then I got it in print and it flopped again. And I just kind of felt like it wasn't working. And I pushed through and kind of ended up finding courses. And so again, this is just like a super summary version, but I ended up finding that I do really, really well with courses and video and audio and speaking to, um, speaking to my audience with my voice instead of writing and, um, turned my blog into this 
entire business based on courses that are really low price courses. And I built um, a seven figure business in about 18 months on that sort of platform. And the the purpose of the business and what I'm doing is motherhood. So it can't like the whole everything that I'm doing for these women that I serve comes from my own personal motherhood story too. So it's really neat because the business itself served a purpose and kind of saved my family. My husband was able to leave his job, but what I'm doing is also, you know, in line with who I am and what my purpose is too. So I love what I do. And I'm so excited to unpack a lot of this stuff. Um, because, you know, I, I can't wait to get to the courses. You know that I am a huge fan of, um, you know, online education products and services. I have them too. Um, I think that anyone who feels called to teach, it is just a great avenue and a great way to, to teach and to get out to your ideal audience and mm-hmm. to monetize pretty quickly um, once you mm-hmm. get kind of the right ducks in a row. But it is not an overnight thing and it is not a get rich quick kind of thing. So I want to kind of dive into that a little bit for you. So I know, and I, I want to, uh, you to share kind of more about what your course is, but you really do, you equip moms to essentially kind of clear the cutter, the clutter in their homes, which then in turn also clears a lot of the clutter in their own life. And that's going to give them the energy and the time that they need to really focus and be present with their kids. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to chat a little bit about how the article that you wrote a couple of years ago ended up going viral. I know that you did an article called How Getting Rid of Our Stuff Saved My Motherhood. So mm-hmm. kind of with that decluttering idea in mind. And you had told me that it went viral and it was actually trending over the first presidential debate in 2016, which that yes. is so <laughs> insane. I mean, just from my publicity background, just to let everyone know who may not know, during presidential elections, it's pretty much kind of like this known thing that they're not, media is not going to cover anything else but that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were able to go viral in such a hot media moment that was the presidential election is pretty insane. But I love that you mentioned to me that going viral was actually really intentional for you. It was very strategic and you had a strategy for it. You studied mm-hmm. Um, how to write an article that would go viral and you worked on it for a long time. And um, I would love if you could kind of walk us through what this whole thing was and how you were able to essentially make this article go viral and then what it did for your business. Yeah. So I just, it bothers me when people talk about virality, like it's this elusive unicorn and it's so impossible and it's just luck. Um, And it's been really unfortunate that that is kind of the mindset around virality because that is what happened to me. And that is what I created that launched my business into its first success. So I hear a lot of, um, oh, she just got lucky. And, um, well, it's only, she's only that popular because of that one article that wasn't even that good. And it just like got, went viral, like just happened. And it's super frustrating because virality can absolutely be studied and created. And I knew, so I was starting my business. I had, I was like, uh, maybe like six months in and I wasn't getting the traction that I wanted, but I had enough to where it was like, okay, I'm selling courses. This is obviously a viable, excuse me, a viable idea. 
and people are needing this, but I want to get it out to more people. And so I had studied going viral. Um, there is an article that was posted on the video fruit blog. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, um, it's, it was so helpful and I can absolutely send it to you so you can link it for your listeners. Um, but it was really like the anatomy of a viral blog post. So I kind of started there. definitely looked at a few other things and really poured myself into studying how to go viral. And I knew at that time that the presidential elections were starting, the, um, debates were starting and that it was like the pop quite possibly the worst time in a two year span that I could have chosen to do this. <laughs> but I, I was determined and I know that you're, you know, you're with me and you're really big on, um, getting your mind right and speaking what you want into existence before it happens and, and calling it. And I did all of those things. I was determined, like this was not optional and I didn't care if it was basically impossible. And the media, you know, would only cover these, these other big things going on. I was determined. And so I kind of just set my mind to it and studied it. And basically, practically speaking, um, the blog post was really all about coming to the heart of my story. Um, the motherhood side of my story is it's a lot. It's really, it's every mom's journey. It's difficult and honest and raw and parts of it are a kind of humbling and embarrassing to share, but I shared all of those parts in a really raw way. Um, and there's a lot of things in that article that I'll share with you that, um, talk about, um, hooking them in the beginning and being, a, it's about being a good writer and getting their attention and letting them know I am going to change your life in this article. If you just bear with me and read through it and, you know, all about making the blog post kind of skimmable, um, bolding certain parts. So just really like, it was very almost like analytical as I wrote this thing. Um, and then I had put in the blog post, a content upgrade that went perfectly with what I was teaching and what I was sharing. And that is what grew my email list. So my email list went from like 1500 people to 25,000 oh in a couple of days. Yeah. ConvertKit shut me out and <laughs> said I was a spammer and it was this whole big thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how detailed you want me to get, but it, it definitely can be decided and pre-planned. And I worked on that blog post for like three weeks and just kept fine tuning, kept studying. And how can I make this better? This is not an option for this to not go viral. And when it was finally all said and done, I submitted it to a couple different other websites as a guest post and put it on my own site. And, um, one of the guest posts is what the original viral article was on. And then with this, yeah, I would love for you to kind of share more details. What did you like? What did you research? What did you Google when you were trying to Google how to go viral? Would you literally Google how to make an article go viral and then just like read all of the articles that came up about that? I definitely did that at first, but I started like at this point, I was pretty deep into um, like I'll get onto something and I will just research the crap out of it to where I basically just went to college for four years on this one topic because I know everything there is to know about it at this point. So at this point in my life and in my career, I was really embedded in the blogging world. So I kind of knew who were like the top teachers. So I would Google like Kiss Metrics comma, 
writing viral blog posts. Um, I was really into Gary V and um, Mariah Cause from Femtrepreneur, um, Amy Porterfield. Like I was just kind of looking up the experts and what their take was on going viral. And uh, surprisingly, a lot of them didn't have anything on it. And I saw even some of them saying that this is just like, oh, if only. And so that was a little discouraging. But you can find like Video Fruit is, I want to say, uh, I always get... Um, Nathan Berry confused with someone else, but I think video fruit is Nathan Berry <laughs> and he's the convert kit guy. So it was, I'll send it to you, but it was, it was written by him and he had gone, like he had done this himself. And so I think that's the key is I found somebody who had done it themselves time and time and time again with a formula and not everything can be formulated, but this can. And so I, he wrote a two piece blog post about how he went viral and he broke it down into like put this here, do this, make sure you're sharing from the heart. Don't blab on and on, get to the point, just little things like that, that you're kind of like, you get that inspiration to write. And so you just write the blog post and then you just submit it because you feel good about it. But what if you were to step back and get another set of fresh eyes on it? What if you were to wait a couple days and then come back to it and ask yourself, how can I make this more actionable? How can I help this person actually put this into action in their lives? How can I give them a next step so that it's growing my email list? And I just did all of these things and kept studying it until I felt like, okay, well, if this worked for these people, if this worked for, you know, the video fruit guy, and he went viral like seven times with this formula, then I feel good about it. And it was also different than any other blog post I had ever written. It was so different and so actionable and powerful. I could feel it in my bones. Like this was it. Um, and then it didn't go viral right away though, either. It, it took like a couple weeks. And so I think, I think that's another thing too, is we kind of just like, well, it wasn't instant. So that's that. Mm. Um, but it, it needed to pick up some traction, you know? And, um, I would love it. Yeah. If you definitely send us those links, I will make sure to link those in, um, the podcast, uh, blog post for this episode. So everyone can dive into that. Yes. But I love um, that you walked us through that and thank you so much. And I also love that you just kind of mentioned that, because you said it a couple of times that, um, you know, a lot of times people will try something and then they'll just kind of like give up too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on so you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff, and it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. I want to kind of get your take on that um, when it comes to growing a business, when it comes to wanting to grow, to go viral, when it comes to wanting anything, kind of if, if we don't get that immediate gratification, a lot of people are just like, okay, we'll just on to the next. So how do you navigate that? And how do you um, really encourage people to not give up so quickly if they really, really want something? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. If you really want something, it's that old saying, you know, nothing, nothing that good comes easy. Um, and I think that's the danger of our instant gratification era right now. It's just, it's killing, it's killing longevity and it's killing this, like this grit that we need to have to do what we're doing. Um, if I had stopped, I mean, my gosh, I had so many failures before, you know, the big success. And I think people see these types of stories where it appears to be overnight because technically the virality and my email list growth, like it was a very unique situation. And you could say, oh, that was overnight, but you're missing, you know, the year that I was, like head to the ground, failed book, failed book again. My blog won't go over 200 subscribers. Like you're missing all of that stuff. So once success came, yes, it appeared that it was overnight and it was a really, really fast and high launch, but you're missing all the back end stuff. So I think, I mean, I think if you know, like I knew I want to have a blog post go viral. I want to know that this works so I can do it again. I want to, I want to see this happen. And I know that this is something that's worth my time to focus on. I could have focused on making my next course or making my other course better. I could have focused on hiring a team. I could have focused on a lot of other things that were pulling for my attention at, you know, that time in my business. But I really wanted to focus on getting more women to see that I existed because I was tired of creating content and it going to, such a small audience over and over and over and over again. Like I, I wanted to surpass the, this like glass ceiling of subscribers that I had hit. And so I think that's the thing is deciding what is going to be worth your time and focus. What is worth you kind of putting everything else aside for a little while and going all in on this and then dealing with the frustrations and the pausing and coming back and fine tuning it again and again until it finally works. Mm. Thank you for that. I love, I love the reminder of that. And I, I think that it's, it's important to remember, um, that if you, you have to get really honest about what you want. And, and most importantly, you have to get really honest about how, how hard are you willing to work for it? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many hours of research are you willing to do or, or how much are you willing to invest in yourself or invest in a mentor, a coach, a program to, to mm-hmm. make that happen. So thank you for walking us through that. I love that. I can't wait to dive into that more. Um, and it's just been really neat to kind of get your thoughts and insights on how, you know, just that one that I don't want to say small shift because it was a big shift, but that that one small piece of resilience in you to just buckle down for a few weeks and write the best article that you possibly could opened up mm-hmm. so much for you and your business. So thank you for, for walking us through that. Um, I want to talk about um, really you influencing and, and you as an influencer. We were talking about influencing and kind of marketing before we got on the pro- the the show, and you were saying that your product and services and your marketing and your influence essentially is your lifestyle. It's not necessarily a tangible thing as much as it really is this 360 view of your life and mm-hmm. that um, your brand is the lifestyle that you live. So for you, marketing kind of looks different than maybe other influencers or other bloggers out there. Because mm-hmm. when you do an Instagram story, for example, about your kids playing and using their imaginations in the living room, you're not just showing a behind the scenes clip of your day. You're actually marketing your lifestyle and the lifestyle where, you know, if someone were to take your program or course would would take them through. And so you kind of sell that in, in, in mm-hmm. a way that's really unique. Can you walk us walk us through kind of what that means to you and how you do that from a branding and influencing standpoint. Yeah. I think it's a big benefit for me that I can just showing what I'm doing in the day is technically marketing what I sell. So I think what I do day to day and you follow me on Instagram, I think, so you you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, but I think like all I'll think to myself, okay, like what are we doing today? What's going on today? And I'll just kind of look at my calendar in the morning for, you know, business reasons. But I'm also kind of playing a reel in my head of what can I do today to show that what I have to offer is real? How can I encourage the women following me on Instagram to see like I want that and to I get those messages basically hourly at this point. And it's awesome. Like, oh my gosh, how are your kids doing that? How does this, how did you even get that to happen? And I can say, seriously, it's minimalism. It's a simplified approach to life. It's so great. Check this out. I'll send them to like some free content and then they go through the funnel. Um, and so I mean, basically it's just being honest and I never, ever, ever want to come off as like one of those mom Instagrammers that's super perfect and annoying and it's like unattainable. So I make sure that I'm connecting with them and I'm sharing real stuff like, oh my gosh, this is awful today. This is what happened. But I'm also just showing like I can be trusted. This is real life. I'm not pulling your leg. I'm I'm honest here and I can I can help you get here. I used to be overwhelmed, depressed, miserable. I used to yell at my kids all the time. I was so burdened. I was not myself. And now my stuff doesn't own me and take up all my time. I own my stuff and I'm in control and I've created a life that's focused on the people in it and not on the maintenance of the life that I'd rather be living instead of cleaning up after it. And so just showing my day, that is truly how I live. And my course is the process that I went through to get my home and my life set up that way. So if I'm just showing a, a, a you know a piece of my day, like look at the kids. They've been out there for an hour. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And somebody, that's not normal. That's not normal for kids to do that. And so when I get those messages, 
it's like, I'm telling you, like, this is, this is the reality and they're seeing proof, like the proof is in the pudding. So they, it's sparking that curiosity in my audience and showing like, how could I make this up? I'm, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm showing you, this is the honest truth. This is what it looks like on the other side. And I've got the shortcut for you if you want it. And I love that you, you just, you approach it with such a realness of just like, look, this is what it is. This is what I've learned. And, and what I really just really like about your process is that you have to kind of go through something yourself before you can teach it to someone else. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love the idea of your program because you're like, look, this works because I've literally gone through it and this is how I've been able to do it this way. And you have testimonials and students and everyone else that can attest to that. But I really love that you have kind of walk the walk and talk the talk to be able to show up and present in that way. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about... um, kind of what drives you to, to grow this business now. I know that you have this, you know, really this message and this drive just to help every mother, because you know what that feels like and Mm -hmm. to get them to a place of minimalism and, you know, feeling like they can take it on without having to complain all of the time. You also shared with me that you have a drive to do it as, as passively as possible. So I would love for you to kind of share with us what passively means or would look like in your business and how could those listening today potentially try to also strive to do things more passively so they have more time in their day to spend with their families. Yeah, absolutely. I think that what we do can be, it can really easily turn into exchanging time for money. And it's hard sometimes because I do have a heart to help. I do enjoy some aspects of like one-on-one coaching and group coaching. And sometimes I get tempted to, well, I'll just do like one program or I'll just open up the doors to this one thing and it'll be so great. But every time I've done that, just for me and for my personal life, I have four kids. We're adopting another one right now. It's crazy. (laughs) We like, I kind of hate homeschooling, but we do it because we love the freedom that comes with that. And we want to travel and our kids have been all over the world with us and it's awesome. But to have that, I really can't be exchanging time for money. I really need the business to stay as passive as possible. So in creating that, I always ask myself, what can I, what am I doing that I can automate? Like for example, yesterday, um, I was talking out an idea with my business manager and I wanted to do like this big Q and a webinar. And we were kind of were just talking out what it would look like and how often we would do it, like maybe twice a month for an hour and it would be a paid webinar. And then I kind of stopped and I was like, I'm doing it again. Like I'm exchanging time for money. So instead I said, I know the top 20 questions that I get asked all the time, I'm going to create a new video series that it's it's paid and I will answer the top questions five at a time in each video. It's like $20 a video and we will automate it and sell those videos instead of me showing up and doing a live Q and A. I already do that on live streams every week. Why would I make more work for myself for less money. And so like that kind of thing, taking an idea and like asking yourself, how can I put this on autopilot? How can I still show up and serve, but do it without actually being there? And so it's taking ideas like that and putting it under that exact light, like 
what, in what way could I automate this so that I'm doing it once and then never doing it again. And if you look deeply at my business, other than the podcast, it's all set up like that. Like not a lot of things are live. I show up on live streams and they're huge and people really show up there because they know that's where I'm live. But other than that, it's really, it's gotta be automated because there's no way that I could not be a hypocrite if my business isn't op- automated. Cause then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be present with my family. I wouldn't be living this life that I talk about. Um, I would be working all the time and doing what I love, but kind of miserable in my personal life. So for me, and I mean, I think this definitely is just because I'm a mother and because I have so many kids that it needs to be this way. So I, I've got to create an abundant life that I love, that I can have the energy and focus and drive that I need to have energetically to show up for my audience when I am live and show up when I'm writing my emails every week. Um, And so that looks like automation in my business. Otherwise, I would be so drained. Mm. And I think that's such a good takeaway for those listening, because a lot of times I love that you use the example of, you know, I get asked these 20 questions. So how can I get the answers out to as many people as I possibly can? as I possibly can, and also monetize myself for the time that I'm taking to do this. And I think a lot of times people would just continue to go on lives and answer those questions over and over and over and over again. They don't think, I think with a lot of the read, a lot of the listeners that are listening today, they feel like you have to have this like huge course or this huge program or this big ebook or this like big thing in order to launch some kind of product and service. And that's just not the case. You can easily make a list of, you know, the top 10, you know, tips or tricks or trends or whatever it is that your audience is asking of you consistently create something that is easy for you to do that's not going to take as much time but is going to provide a lot of value and then monetize that. And so yes. I think that it's it's such a good reminder for those listening that you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours trying to, you know, make money off of off of affiliate links or or spending hours and hours and hours trying to get a brand deal or spending hours and hours and hours giving away every piece of free content over and over and over again. You want to build the know, like, and trust, yes, but there has to come a point that you start taking care of yourself and start monetizing or you don't have a business, you just have a hobby at that point. And you're spending a lot of time on that hobby. <laughs> Exactly. And the other thing too, is that, you know, you have to know your audience. So for me, I'm dealing with, with moms. Like, I'll just give you this example. So I know you'll feel my frustration here, but the other day I did, um, I was away on a work trip and I just kind of felt like I'm going to do something super fun. So I opened up a hundred spots in one of my courses to where it was $97 instead of 127. And I just said, there's hundred spots open come, you know, first come first serve. Here you go. Love you guys. And I got a few messages saying, but is there a payment plan for the $97? Like (laughs) this is nope. (laughs) Like it's so frustrating. Right. It's $97. Like exactly. So I, I'm super, and you've, you've been there when I've been working through my price stuff, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm super firm on my prices and I like to do like, here's a hundred spots because I like to help and give, but this is who I'm dealing with. And there it's true. A lot of moms are really budget conscious. So when I stopped just having my courses and I started like, Oh, well, here's this like awesome, really value packed Q and a with me that I just did on a live stream. And now I sell it for $29. Well, I sell hundreds of those a day. 
And that is something that I just randomly did for my audience once. And now it's making me thousands of dollars. Like it's, you can know your audience. So for me, I've got to have those tiers, those pricing tiers. And it has helped me so much. And just looking at what have I already created that I've been giving away for free that people aren't really appreciating because it's free. And it's not really, it's not really a great opt-in. Like I've got my three main opt-ins and this is just sitting there and put a price tag on it. Tell them about it. Let it work for you. Oh, I love that. That was such a good takeaway. And I loved what you said about, you know, what, what am I already giving away for free that my audience isn't really valuing as much because it's free mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, they just see it as just like this other, like other free, free thing. And that's again, a mindset piece. And I, I want to dive into this next, because I know that you and I have both kind of navigated the limiting beliefs around money thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that is a big one that I think a lot of times people feel like they can't put a price on something because no one's going to invest in it. When in reality, people tend to invest more when something does have a price on it because they see the value there. They know that it costs something. Right. And it's not just something that's going to be, you know, shelled out. And I think it's also important to remember that, you know, Ali gives away a ton of free content. I give away a ton of free content. This, this podcast is free and will be free till the end of time. And the only, and the, and the reason why I'm able to do that is because I have other products and services that are not free. Right. So, you know, if everything was free, then I literally wouldn't be able to do anything. I wouldn't be able to have a podcast because I wouldn't be able to put food on my table. So it's, it's really getting clear on, you know, ways in which you can help yourself in that way. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be anything insane. And I, and I want to kind of mention this because, because you just touched on a little bit, Allie, of how, you know, a lot of your programs and, and offers, um, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the online course world are very low cost. And I even remember Mm -hmm. one time we were together and I was just like, you need to raise your prices. And you were like, I'm telling you, I know my audience. I can't raise my prices. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fine. But you know, I love what you said that you're like, basically you can make a crap load of money selling low cost products and services to a niche that doesn't quote unquote buy for themselves. It is very, very possible. You do it every single day. I know another online course uh, creator, um, and she's in the the wellness and, and fitness world, and she has a lot of really, really kind of lower point. I'm talking $10, $20 items, $50 items, kind of similar to you. She doesn't have anything that's $4.99 or, you know, $5,000 you know, $5, or, you know, a big right. six-figure mastermind or anything like that. And she makes like $10 million a year because yeah. she has, again, that has to be high volume. You have to have a, a high number of people if your price point's going to be lower. But she right. really focused on that high volume. How can I serve my fitness space to the best of my ability with all of these kind of lower hanging fruit items? And it's really, really worked out for her. And Allie is another example of someone that once you really know your audience and, and you're able to meet them where they are at in the marketplace in terms of what they are able to spend, what they're willing to spend, it is such a huge game changer. And so it's, it's really, you, you have to know who your audience is, because if you don't know who your audience is, you have no idea what the price point is that they're going to potentially be comfortable with. So it's, it's Absolutely. really about getting clear on that. Um, and I love that you, that you mentioned that, that, um, and I, I want to kind of encourage those listening today, really sit down with yourself today and make a list of like five to 10 things that you could potentially create, even if it's just you know, a downloadable, a $10 mm-hmm. downloadable, something that you could create that you have been giving away and giving away and giving away for free that you could essentially automate, that you could start making passive income on and potentially sell. Um, yes. I, I want to encourage those to do that. Um, and I want to talk about money a little bit more because 
I know that a challenge that you have faced throughout growing your business is really that the battle within yourself of dealing with money blocks and that idea of wealth and success and um, abundance with money. Can you kind of share with us what that journey has been like for you and what you've learned? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, this is such a huge thing. I could talk forever about this, but I'll keep it short. So for me, I ended up finding, um, I didn't, money blocks and limiting beliefs is just not something that I grew up being aware of at all. And I actually, like like I said, I grew up just really comfortable. I had everything that I needed and then I got married and all this happened and I just like, oh, it was so, um, it was so hard. And I found the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And that kind of started like the unveiling of, oh my gosh, this exists. And this is, this is what I'm dealing with here. This is why I'm not, um, overcoming. And basically for me, and I'm just sharing this so that somebody else can be encouraged to dive deep and find what your thing is. But my biggest, biggest, um, money block was that I was raised that you, we saved for you and you are privileged and you will go to college. And if you don't go to college, you're not going to make any money and you're not going to be successful because college is where success happens. And it was very, very much like a prominent thing that I grew up with. And I went to, I got accepted into a private college and I went for a semester and I hated it. I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to go to college. I knew I didn't want to be there. Um, And so I left and I got married and I kind of always just felt like this, ugh, you disappointed me from both of my parents. I mean, never said it. They were supportive. I came back home and lived there and worked and, you know, while I was planning my wedding and stuff and all that, but it was a, you know, I could tell it was a disappointment. And so for me, my biggest money block was realizing like that is, it's a limiting belief that you have to go to college to be successful. And if I have success without college, I'm not shaming my dad by making him look like an idiot and look how wrong you were. Does that make sense? That was a huge, yeah, it was, that was my, there was several, but that was my like big, big thing that I had to work through for months. And I still, sometimes it will, it will pop up and I'll kind of hit a glass ceiling in myself. And I always have to kind of come back to that. Um, and now like my dad and I are really, really close and he's always talking about me to everybody. And my daughter's super rich. She built this herself. <laughs> like, he always is like just praising my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but it's, these types of things are hidden in us. And if you're hitting a glass ceiling, if you're kind of not able to reach your goals or you reach them and then they disappear because you spent it all or you self-sabotage, which is what I did, you know, it's, it's really harmful. And that's a huge red flag that you've got some inner work that you need to do. I think money blocks are so real and so powerful. And it's like that new level, new devil expression. It's like every time you overcome and you get to the next income level, there's something else like, well, you don't deserve this much though. And it's just always kind of, kind of something that I'm working on. Yeah. I used to, I had to work on that as well. Cause I used to kind of think that, um, people with a lot that it just kind of happened to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like people that had a lot of money. I just, I, I could never really like tangibly, like understand what that looked like. Therefore I couldn't really visualize it. I just thought that it happened to other people who, you know, either they, 
they came from money or, you know, they, they lucked out or they were just, uh, you know, a, a businessman, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, there was a lot of things that I had to kind of overcome with that too, and, and still have to at times. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I want to talk about what you hope to accomplish through your efforts in this industry. I loved what you said to me because I think it's so true. You said, I want moms everywhere to stop whining and complaining and realize the incredible power they have over their life and their days. I want them to take ownership of their time and their space and create the beautiful, abundant motherhood they always dreamed about. Laundry and dishes are a part of life, yes, but they shouldn't be keeping you from your life. Can you dive into this a little bit more for us? Oh, always. I, oh my gosh, I just have such a passion for coming up, coming up against that lie. It's so, it's so annoying. These women are like acting like victims and martyrs to their lives that they created, that they always wanted. And then it's almost like self-sabotage. They get it. And I always, you know, I, I never really, it's funny because I actually never really wanted kids and now I have a billion, but I, you know, I knew my husband when I was a child, I like loved him for a long time. I wanted to get married and I wanted to build a life together. And then there I was with it and I'm complaining about it and letting it cause depression and letting it, letting the wrong things, the mundane parts totally take over and rob me of my joy. And I see it over and over again. And just this lie that you can't have happy kids and happiness for yourself and like a clean house and a together life. It's always one or the other, and you've got to pick. And it's this tug of, tug of war of responsibility and type A-ness and joy. And it's total BS. It's just such a lie. And I hate when I see women falling for that. So I want to come against that. You're not a victim. You're, you can stop whining and complaining. You can create the life that you want. You just need to have an action plan. You need to come up with a system. If you are a work outside of the home mom and you're a nurse and you've got a weird off shift, okay, I can understand how that's super difficult. I've been in really difficult situations myself, but this is, this is what you've got. So are you going to make a big change and leave? Are you going to just make it work for you? Find a way. There's always a way to create a joy filled existence right where you're at. No matter if you had a surprise pregnancy and now your kids are really close and you're overwhelmed or, um, you lost your job or you had to downsize to a smaller house that you're unhappy about, whatever it is. I just think we should realize how much ownership we have and say, this is the hand I've been dealt. What do I want to change about it? What do I want to change about how I think and feel about it? And how can I take action on that today? Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Allie, it has been amazing having you on today. Um, I'm so glad we finally got to do this. I love your honesty and your authenticity and just your realness. You're such a real woman. I'm so honored and proud to know you and to be able to walk alongside you on our business journeys together. Can you let everyone know a little bit more about where they can find you, where they can find information on your course program for moms and where they can find your podcast and you on social media? Yes. So my podcast is called The Purpose Show, The Purpose Show with Ali Casaza. It's on iTunes and Spotify and pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Um, and then just my website's kind of the hub of everything, AllieCasaza.com. You can kind of navigate through there and um, download some stuff. There's courses on there. You can find the podcast there too. And I'm most active on Instagram. So if you want to kind of follow my day and connect with me, that's where to go. Awesome. Well, Allie, thank you again so much for coming on. I can't wait to 
hear what the listeners um, say and share about this episode because I know that, that they're going to love you. So if you're listening today, please make sure to screenshot this episode, head over to Instagram, tag me and Allie in the Instagram. You have that information from earlier in this episode. And let us know what your biggest aha moment or quick takeaway was, because we love to see those and we love to um, also share those on our Instagram stories as well. So definitely tag us both and let us know. And Allie, we will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.